Welcome, listeners, to our patron episode preview of Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Who are you really, Brant? We all have our secrets. Don't we, Ethan? Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, released in 2011, starring Tom Cruise, Paula Patton, Simon Pegg, Jeremy Renner, Michael Nyquist, Nyquist? I think it's Nyquist. I don't think it matters. Anil Kapoor, Lea Seydoux, Josh Holloway, with some uncredited cameos from Tom Wilkinson and Mr. Ving Rhames. Did you say Anil Kapoor? Yes. Good. What did you think I said? What did you want me to say? I just wasn't sure if you said him. I said Anil. Good. It's not anal, Hendo. I never said that. Uh, Sounded like you thought it was. You're giving me the anal- Did you say Anil Kapoor? You're giving me the usual anal look you always give me. (laughs) God. (laughs) So this was written by Josh Applebaum and Andre Nemec. Music by Michael Giacchino. Do you know this name yet, Dean? He's done music on other films. Yes. Can you name one? Uh, it was in the PVPVPVP, wasn't it? True. Yeah. No. You've already forgotten Mission Impossible 3, have you? Mission Impossible 3. Did he do anything else? He did Incredibles 1 yeah. and 2. Anything else? Ratatouille. Up. Inside Out. Jurassic World. Dawn for the Planet of the Apes. So Rise nothing, for the Planet of the nothing Apes. Nothing of note Spider-Man then. Homecoming. Very big composer. Okay. Cinematography by Robert Ellswit, Academy Award winner, Robert Ellswit. Do you know who did the cello for the theme, though? That would be Dermot Mulroney. Damn it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I do my research. But Academy Award winner, Robert Ellswit. Do you know what he won for? No. He won for There Will Be Blood. Nice. Can't argue with that. He also was the cinematographer for Heart 8, Boogie Nights, Magnolia, Inherent Vice, Punch Drunk Love. You sense, you sense a theme here? Uh, Wes Anderson movies? Oh, God. <laughs> Unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, no Master or Phantom Thread. Oh, I'm glad he didn't touch Phantom Thread. Got to give that one to uh, Johnny Greenwood, don't we, Hendo? Johnny Greenwood, the cinematographer. Damn it, I thought we were still talking about scores. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is directed by Brad Bird, his first live-action film. Do you know what else he directed, Dean? I'll put you out of your misery. He did direct Incredibles 1 and 2, Ratatouille. Did some Simpsons work as well. I believe he did. He also did The Iron Giant as well. Hmm. So this was originally targeted for a mid-May 2011 release with J.J. Abrams coming back to direct. What do you think of that? I'm glad it was Brad Bird. I'm glad they changed directors. Yeah, well, there was some pre-production delays and script rewrites. Yeah, well, Uh, J.J. wrote some of the script. And when he got Brad Bird signed on to direct, Brad Bird was, you know, saying, show me the script. And he was just like, uh, listen, we've, we've kind of got an outline, but you can do what you want with it. <laughs> yeah. He definitely gave him a, a bit of freedom to, yeah, yeah. Which is fair enough. Like, Brad Bird is a proven um, a proven winner, I guess you'd say. Yeah, J.J. Abrams was busy working on Super 8 as well. Have you seen Super 8? No. No, I haven't either. Uh, he had to step out of directing, but he did stay on as a producer, obviously. Edgar Wright was also considered for the directing role here. How do you think he'd go with a Mission Impossible movie? I don't know. I'll... I'm not sure it's his style. It'd have to be a, a, a very com- like a heavy comedic action Mission Impossible style film, wouldn't it? I don't know if I'd like that. I don't know. I mean, John Woo's pretty funny. <laughs> That's uh, unironically funny. <laughs> But Edgar Wright did have to step out because he was still busy doing post-production on Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. So that's when they got Brad Bird in because they picked him because 
of his work on Incredibles, which is a, you know very much a spy kind of film. They reckon he'd fit the role quite well. Talk about Super 8. Jeremy Renner was actually offered the role of Jackson Lamb in the movie Super 8, which eventually went to Kyle Chandler, but took the role in this film when JJ told him that Tom Cruise and Brad Bird wanted him specifically, and it was always a dream of his to work with Tom Cruise. So another connection to Super 8 there. Yeah, he also said that Tom Cruise wasn't just a great actor, but he's even more of a nicer guy. Like he's just one of Isn't the best, one of the best nice guys out it's there. Just a nice guy, Old Tom Cruise. They also considered Anthony Mackie, Chris Pine, and even Tom Hardy for Brant. Any of those fit? Chris Pine could be okay. Yeah, I don't see Tom Hardy as the uh, no, subordinate to Tom I, Cruise. I don't see that either. No, Mackie. I'm not sure he has the physical presence. We've already seen him try to be intimidating in the Hate You Give. Was it that movie? Yes, it was. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, he didn't, um, didn't fit that role. No, he didn't. So, no, I, I wouldn't get on board with that. But, you know, like, Brant and Jeremy Renner was being basically introduced into this movie to take over from Cruise when Cruise left the franchise. And look what happened. Cruise is still going and they shipped Brant out of the out of the franchise. I'm glad they did. <laughs> yeah, because they did They did this with Renner and the Bourne movies as well. They get, he's the newborn now with the Bourne legacy, and that went to shit, so, nah, see you later, you're done. I'm not sure why Jeremy Renner was the fix-it guy for a while there, because it didn't work. It didn't they they sent him off and born they sent him out of mission impossible they sent him out of the avengers for a movie or two (laughs) that wasn't his fault we're doing infinity war we're getting everyone in this movie except you mate sorry there's the door (laughs) so this is mission impossible ghost protocol the first film to have the subtitle of mission impossible mission impossible 2 and then mission impossible 3 and tom cruise really wanted each film to have its own subtitle because he treats each of these movies as not as sequels but as just little mini spy movies I doubt Cruz would be calling them mini anything. It's true. I, I must have worded that wrong. You must. <laughs> but this did premiere on the 11th of December in 2011 with a tagline of no plan, no backup, no choice. How, no. Do, you write, how do you write that tagline? Terrible. <laughs> no plan. They have a plan. They just don't have a lot of time. No backup. They have a bloody crate, a room with every single thing they need and a team of four super trained spies. Like, I know they mentioned once, oh, well, I can't do it because I don't have my guy back at IMF with the proper satellite. I was like, get the fuck out of here. No way. No way. You guys were, you had everything you needed. What was the other one? No choice. They don't have a choice here. They have to do this. Well, that's fair. They yeah. do have to do it. This has a runtime of 132 minutes. Is this the longest Mission Impossible so far? Could be. Maybe MI2 was longer. Ooh. Felt longer. Oh, MI2? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> don't be. No, I like MI2. I know you know. I know you like that film. You like that film, don't you? No, I don't. Oh, now, quickly, you forget. <laughs> but this did have a budget of $145 million. And in America, it grossed $209 million for seventh for the year. And worldwide, grossed $695 million for fifth for the year. And Tom Cruise's highest grossing film to that point. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. This is a this is a big I wasn't franchise. Asking. <laughs> well what would it, what was his one before that, do you know? Maybe War of the Worlds? Yes. Oh, cool. War of the Worlds. <laughs> Fantastic. Still haven't seen that. I mean, you probably know enough anyway. No, I know very little. I think I've seen a scene where they're all running down the road and everyone's getting evaporated. I mean that's the best scene. So oh, well, then I've seen I've seen enough then. You've seen enough. So how's this for a little uh record, a bit of trivia? In its 425 theatre opening weekend, it grossed $13 million, setting the record of the highest grossing opening weekend in less than 600 theatres, previously held by Bridget Jones' The Edge of Reason. 
that a weird little fact? Very specific. Almost forgettable. I've already forgotten it. I I forgot what you were saying halfway through. <laughs> you do that all the time, though. It's nothing special. <laughs> but this does have an average of 7.4 over 432,000 ratings. So definitely a step up from the old 6.9 that Mission Impossible 3 was sitting at. Yeah, and i got to tell you, there's, from what I've seen and heard, this is the Mission Impossible film that I see is like everyone's number one. Most people's number one. This is the one they put at the top. Even after Fallout? Still. Everyone's seen Ghost Protocol, like, revamp the franchise. This is the one. I mean, I think there is definitely there is a shift between three and four. Oh, you can clearly say that with the tone of three and how sort of dark it is compared to the very very comedic tones that this film does portray. Yeah, but let's find out if it's our number one Mission Impossible film, Dean. Let's let's do it, mate. Thank you very much, listeners, for checking out this patron preview. Yeah, if you want to check out the whole episode, we've got everything over on patreon.com slash imdbjourney. And we've got over 50 bonus episodes over there too, including various film series like the Die Hard series, X-Men series, Mission Impossible series. We've also gone through some notable film directors such as Wes Anderson, Edgar Wright and Quentin Tarantino. That's right. There's also tons of other benefits too. Early access to our main show, patron-only polls that we put up on the regular. Yeah, exactly. You can also shape the show the way you want it to be by telling us what films you would like us to break down. And Dean said it's spot on patreon.com slash imdbjourney. Go ahead and head on over there and check out all the rewards and benefits we have to offer. We thank you once again for checking us out. Thanks, y'all. 